Welcome to the Live to be Remembered podcast, where you'll learn the most effective tools for leaders, communication, and how to succeed at a high level. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Live to be Remembered podcast. Got the squad, minus the floor general, because wifey sick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Prayers up. Prayers up. Prayers up. To the queen, prayers up to the queen, man. How y'all feeling, man? I'm feeling good. What, what, do we even uh talk about uh everybody's fourth? Did we talk about that? Uh, nah, I don't no, think so. No, okay. Well, how I mean, yeah, man. How, how's everybody's fourth too, man? What's up? I stayed in the crib. It was too hot. What was the what was the weather out there, bro? Uh, ninety five. I'd have been in the crib too, bro. Show. Yeah, my fourth was pretty straight. I didn't buy no fireworks or nothing like that. My uh, my neighbors bought enough for everybody, so I kept my pocket. Play cards, barbecue, and uh, I didn't really want to celebrate something like that because. Uh, you know, independence, I wasn't free doing independence. Right. Man, right. I didn't go out with a bang, but I, I most definitely my little ones that I most definitely want to make sure they were straight and got to feel the spirit that they, they really ain't too hip to the whole, like, you know, situation. So it was straight overall. You play cards? What you play, man? I'm a spades guy. I'm also, uh, I think uh, that night we played phase 10. Oh, wait. You play phase 10? Yeah, I knew it was Blood Brothers, bro. I knew it. At my G, bro. Let's go, yo. I love Phase Ten, bro. That game's the truth. Yes, especially when you got. I don't think I ever played Phase Ten. I played Uno, but I ain't never played Phase Ten. Play Phase Ten, bro. You're gonna be done with Uno. That's yeah, it. Hey, it it most definitely test your patience. If you don't make that phase, and you see anybody else hit their phase, you be wild like what's up. Bro, I remember I was so addicted to it, Corey. I had that drunk on my phone in the app, bro. I was going in, bro. I promise you. Man, bro. That's crazy. Bro, yeah, I almost got into a couple fights, too, man. That game, man, it be getting heated. Yeah. What you doing when you don't? Yeah. Man, praise God, bro. That's what's up. You hit the grill, too, Corey? Yeah, yeah, I threw something on there, man. I had some people come through. <clears throat> want to make sure. Make sure they're straight. All right. All right. Mr. Sanders. Oh, Mr. Sanders, I think he's on the phone. I know he did. Oh, no, wait a minute. I think he, I think he's on the phone. Oh, there we go. My, my fault was good. So y'all can't laugh at me. Um, When I was little, I got popped with a firecracker. And I ain't like it. So I don't like fireworks. I like little sparkles. I do the sparkles. Man, get on my line with that sparkles. <laughs> but no, nah, my fault was good, man. We're spending time with family. Y'all know, like I uh, said, it's a very emotional time for me um, around any fourth because it was a time, a point where when I was incarcerated, I was able to watch fireworks from a, you know, a small window and not have freedom. So every time I, you know, come around fourth, 
it just reminds me to know what it costs to be to really have freedom because it's one of those things you don't know what it's like until it's taken away. That's right. So hey, I I could be that guy right now. I ain't gonna be that guy. Be that guy, yo. Be that guy, man. Be that guy. You still ain't you still ain't free. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who told you that. Oh man. That's what's up. Uh, Willie. Willie Sander. Willie driving the new the new the new whip. Man. That thing. That That's thing. what I was about to say. Uh did he put that in the group? Uh man, I think he saved that for the VIP, bro. I think that's just oh, yeah. you and uh and Trey and Corey to see. That thing, clean, boy. Yeah, I I put I think I had Facetime you and you you and your brother y'all kind of just like shoot shoot me like you know y'all just like well we ain't answering this one. I know you wasn't at work. Nah, but I was working. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> you said clocked out the clock back in, baby. Let's go. Back. See, today I got. I got off after 13 hours, came right home, and uh, my Photoshop ain't acting right, so I'm, that's what I'm facing right now. I ain't been able to get on it in two days, man. I've been, I've been fiending. Oh, we already know, bro. Damn it, that you do, man. Let's go. So y'all ready for the topic? Yeah, we ready, bro. Let's go. That's right. Bro, I'm just I'm gonna say this. I'm just so happy that the face of the NFL is black now. Mm. Between Patrick and and Lamar. Mm. I'm I'm just happy that and I, I wanna see if the rules are still gonna stay the same because the quarterback position the transition from being all white to being almost all black. Mm. Well, that's a that's 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 a good statement there. I mean, me personally, I always felt like the NFL was, you know, the face of of, of black men, but not in the quarterback position. So we're looking at the quarterback position. It's a, it's a big transition, but NFL overall, it's always been us in the in the elite parts of you know, going to touchdowns, punt returns, kickoff returns, cornerbacks, you know, the athletes. Hmm. I mean, of course, you know, we can't do nothing without. We can't we can't do nothing without you know the linemen, you know defensive linemen. Like things don't move in the trenches. But right, like you said, you wanna you wanna put boob in, you wanna win, put boob in. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if you look at the the highest paid position, you know it's been the quarterback position. So like I said, I'm just happy to see players like Lamar. You know what I'm saying? Is, is gonna get the opportunity to get a lot of money when they said that he wasn't a quarterback. Mm. Mm. I believe with uh, Mahomes being, you know, as paid as much as he's paid, it's going to hurt quarterbacks like Lamar, like Dak, uh, Prescott. It's going to hurt those guys because, you know, they, that's something they've been fighting for. And if they already paid my man, I don't know if they're going to make that much money because those guys don't perform like Mahomes does. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't know if they're going to touch that same amount of money I mean, they may get a small increase, but I don't know if they will. I mean, I just can't compare them. Lamar Jackson is dope. Don't get me wrong. He kills you with his legs, though. 
You know what I'm saying? So I don't see the versatility in him and him getting paid as much as Mahomes, but I do see that him, he, he getting a couple of dollars stacked on what he already got. But I mean, Mahomes set the he set the pace and he set the tone for quarterbacks getting paid five hundred. That's unheard of. Yeah, he's yeah. more than Tom Brady. <laughs> That's crazy. He a goat. <laughs> yeah. Um. The the reason why I like it is because, like I said, um, other than like center or anything on the offensive line, quarterback was predominantly white. Drew Brees, Tom Brady. You know, I go on and on, Aaron Rodgers, uh, they all got paid big money. And now it's transitioning to the quarterbacks are athletic. They are they black, they can run, they can throw. So let's just – even if they say, all right, quarterback ain't going to be the highest position anymore, that's cool because your wide receivers, your running back, they all still black. So hmm. I'm just happy now we got a foot in the door at the quarterback spot. That's well, fun. matter of fact, we ain't got a foot in – Patrick kicked the door down, so there ain't even no door on the hinge no more. Hey, bro. I mean, and, that's the, and I'm like, dang, man, Mike Vick didn't even make that money. Right. Yeah. Vick had to give money back. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy, man. But, you know, like, what would you guys say, though, man, as far as, like, um, like that quarterback position? Because, I mean, everybody knows, like, that's the toughest position to play, in my opinion. Um, you know, you, I, I don't know if you guys ever seen an NFL playbook. But that NFL playbook is huge, bro. We're talking about like this, bro. <laughs> of all plays and audibles, bro, and different types of routes, knowing the routes, knowing the time to throw the routes, bro. I'm like, bro, like, so like, in, in, your, in you guys' opinion, man, do you think that um, Pat deserves to get paid that? Well, oh, yeah. I, to put, to, yeah, I think you do. You just got to put yourself in the right, in the right system. <laughs> because he could have went to another system and it and it may not work, you know. But but he was in a you know a, a triple option, you know they throw the ball, and then you got athletes around you that you know make your job better. You know, I mean it's it's like you can't compare him to you know Tom Brady and Eli Manning because and the Drew Brees because those people don't they make people around them better. Patrick Mahomes had people that was already athletes. Let's be honest. I mean, his wide receivers, top of the line, you know, but we look at the history of other quarterbacks, they wide receivers wasn't top of the line. It was like they had one go-to, but then everybody else was just like mediocre, but they made plays and they made things happen because the quarterback was able to put it in a place where nobody else can get it. But it was in the right system. That's why you don't have too many – you don't know too many wide receivers. You only know a, a few because they're in the right system. But because of Patrick Mahomes with the other wide receivers, you can name all the other receivers on the team. But any other team, you probably can name me like two or maybe three, depending on what system they're in. But that doesn't take away the fact that he had a mentor, which was Alex Smith, who was able to teach him the game. And people think Alex Smith was a bust, but he was smart. So even Patrick Mahomes knew, hey, to get to this level, I got to be smart to know these plays, to know the audibles, to make my receivers at a better strength. And that's what he did. And people don't know behind the scenes, he was working with Alex Smith, which was a Heisman, I think, trophy winner, first-round draft pick. And he sat and he learned the game. So I think when you sit down and learn the game and you understand what you're doing and where you want to go in the system, and then you got a great coach, I mean – 
it's to the point to where they can't take that away from you. Like we take the Michael Vicks, the Warren Moons, and all of them. They wasn't they wasn't in the right system for them, but they made things happen because they was athletic. Mm. So that's why I'm interested to see what Cam Newton gonna do because now he's in a system that's already been working, but he's about to learn how to use his mechanics in a system that's already been working. So if he do, if he doesn't win the championship, it ain't the system. Mm. Mm. That was good. That was really good. These guys got man. It's kind of hard to follow up on that, man. I mean, like my man had over what four thousand uh, passing yards, twenty six TDs on the side of the receptions. His stats were impeccable. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's young as he is, but he, he's very young. He's very mature when it comes to playing the game of football. You know what I'm saying? And I believe because he carried that team the way he did, made a lot of plays for that team the way he did, I believe that he deserved and he won the championship. Not to speak, you know, uh, lightly of that, he won the championship. I believe that he's most definitely uh, getting paid what he's worth. He, hey, he Corey, who, hey, who did they beat in the Super Bowl? Hey. Hey, shut up, man. <laughs> Y'all better not. I'll stop this podcast right now. <laughs> Don't do me like that, man. <laughs> hey, man. And, and, and that was a tough squad to beat. But he went in and he did his thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm like, with him doing that, he capitalized on this opportunity. He seized the moment. He made the plays. He adjusted to what he had to adjust to. And, and, and they got the championship ultimately. So I believe that he should be getting paid what they offer in this dude. Is it a lot of money? Yes. Is a lot of people do what a lot of people may suffer based on that amount that he get? Possibly. But when you good at what you do, they gonna pay you to keep. Mm. 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 I'll, I'll say this: um, Tom Brady, for years, you wouldn't know who wanted his receipt. Like they would go get a receiver, and He'll come out and say, yeah, I was just – I was working at McDonald's last year. And my man going crazy on the field. You're like, yo, I don't even know who this is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with Pat Mahomes, you know, when, when Kobe scored 81, it was like, yo, he did it against the rat. Yo, you still got to go out there and shoot the ball. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Pat Mahomes, he has a lot of playmakers around him, but he still got to throw the ball. So I believe he deserves the money. I think they – I mean, I, of course they paid him for what he's done, but they also paid him for what his ceiling is, which his ceiling is super high. So you, you're going to get a – if you look at the Chiefs, that's a lot of money to us, but whoever owned the Chiefs that gave him that, that's not a lot of money. Because mm. it's going to take, take Pat Mahomes 10 years to get all of that where the owner probably going to get that back. In about two or three years. That's a fact. Mm. That's a fact. Did they go get that in ticket sales? Mm. Right. Everything they sell uh, with the concession stands, all that they gonna eat off of that. The merchandise. So he, that owner's gonna see that that return, like you said, Quan, in about two or three years. So it's really a it's really a dump in the bucket for him. It ain't it ain't that much money. Right. You know what I'm saying? But T- TV deal and everything. TV deal. But but to pay a single player that much money, it's unheard of. Yeah. Now I want to ask 
and I, I, I'm going you know, to play the devil's advocate. Are they doing, is it a political move to pay him this much based on what's going on, some of the things that happened and transpired in the NFL, especially with the whole milling and all that? Is this a boy, is that a part of that? To try to make up for some of this stuff, paying a black quarterback that much? Because you know, for, we ain't never been paid that much. We've always been given a short end of the stick, but we dominate every sport that we touch. We're the face of every sport that we play. So I'm like, is Patrick Mahomes really that dope? Is he really that good to where he deserves 503 mil? Or are they trying to figure out a way to make up something that happened in the NFL and they're going to say, you know what, this guy's the face of Kansas City. He's doing good. He's won the championship. Let's kick him off with 503 mil. Hmm. That's a, um, <clears throat> a good perspective, Corey. And um, I like the devil's advocate. Um, I would really say, man, I, me personally, um, I'm a firm believer in that it's just a principle you get from the room for you. Um, and I do believe that it's some, somewhat political. And I do believe that it's somewhat, you know, he earned it. But the question is, did he really earn it? I mean, he won one championship, bro. Tom Brady got six. You see what I'm saying? And, it's, and to me, man, it's not even the fact of, you know, the black and white piece. It's the fact of giving credit to where credit's due. You see what I'm saying? Like, this man won one championship. He cost the, you know, NFL MVP. That's all cute and stuff. But what about the other quarterbacks who have killed the game for years, bro, and not even been paid yet? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy, bro. So I do believe that it's somewhat a political move, you know what I'm saying, to try to challenge us with money, because you know how that is. As a black person, all that money, it's just like, hmm, you're going to get caught slipping. You ain't going to have your girl no more. You're going to be in the news. And again, that's the thing. People look at the dollar sign, but they don't look at the hell that comes with that dollar sign. So that man got to be prayed up, bro, because I mean, for real, for real, man, the temptation's real. Um, everybody knows what you already made. So, man, that, that, that's my take on it, Corey. And just to piggyback off of that, if I pay you 503 mil, you bet not kneel during the national anthem. Mm. You know what I'm saying? How much control did he give up? I'm just saying, I'm thinking outside the box. How right. much control did Mahomes give up by taking that 503 mil? Because you don't know what the clause is, the stipulations, or none of that within that. You know what I'm saying? And if somebody's, pay if somebody's paying you that much, there are certain things you just can't do that you really want to do. So I feel like sometimes you got to break morals and what you really stand on to make that dollar. Again, yeah, that's true, man. what William was saying at one time about switching up your character. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, the things I would have done before, before this 503 came into my life, I can't yeah. do it. So I don't know. Sometimes my mind just goes like that. I think deeper than the surface stuff. I'm like, all right, did you give up any control? You know what I'm saying? Did you plan on it? All those things can come into play. But based it off of talent alone, I wouldn't give him 503 mil. Me personally, as a as an owner, I wouldn't give him 503 mil. I'll pay him because he won the championship, but he won't get 503 mil. Yeah. yeah. I think that's going to be part of what's in your contract. So when you sign that dotted line, there's things in the contract that tell you what you can do and what you can't do as far as like um, – like even basketball players, like they have in their contract where they can't be on motorcycles, you know, because it's a liability. So if if his if his agent was like, hey, since I'm signing for this much and what's going on, I get to decide 
whether I kneel or not, regardless of how much money I'm getting. Because before I sign that dotted line, I'm gonna say, "Hey, this is what I want." This. Yep, definitely. What's your what's your take on it, Quan? I'll say this. Um, I don't think they paid him on talent alone. This has been my issue with the NFL and not with the NBA is when something happens, LeBron is the first person to speak up and everybody get in line. Why? Because LeBron is the top dog. Chris Paul is the president for the players, but when LeBron says something. Everybody fall in line. Nothing said. Um, the NFL, when something happens, if you look at the players' committee, it's not a lot of the guys that stand up for anything on the players' committee that represent the players. It's the it's the center for the Cleveland Browns that's been there that's been in the NFL for sixteen years. He don't know nothing about social injustice. So the first thing he say is, "No, we're not kneeling." Now everybody got fall in line. Tom Brady was the face of the NFL. They said he supported Trump. All of that was fine. Now, Patrick Mahomes came out and said, what's going on in this country? Not right. The NFL came out and said, okay, Cap, we got it wrong. My problem is, is if Cap was balling the way he was balling when he first signed with San Francisco, we, we wouldn't have got this far. If, if, the, if the black players would have stood up together, like if, let's say, like Pat Mahomes, if this was two years ago and he would have kneeled, now we now it's a whole different story. Cap's still in the league. But because Cap wasn't performing like they thought he was, when he took a knee, it was like, yo, get him out of here. You can't tell Patrick Mahomes to get out of here now because he is the face of the NFL. Tom Brady, is he older now. He's going to a whole other team. Drew Brees only got a couple more years left. And Rodgers got a couple more. They, they know that. Just like we see LeBron is about to pass the torch to uh, Antetokounmpo or KD. You see it. The, pat, the, the torch has been passed to Patrick Mahomes. So when Pat came out and said, yo, what's going on in this country ain't right and I'm kneeling, it was like, whoa, all right, we got it wrong. We got to get this right now because if Patrick Mahomes kneels and or he say he's not going to play, the NFL going to suffer. If Lamar Jackson say, yo, I'm not playing, NFL going to suffer. We ain't watching the NFL no more to see Drew Brees. We watching it to see Lamar Jackson. We watching it to see all of these black quarterbacks who, I don't know if y'all remember when Derek Fisher, uh, like when John Walden came in the NBA, and you still had old Derek Fisher, he couldn't guard them. You seen the, ch the, the, the position changing from being the regular point guard to now being super fast. So Tom Brady, them, they gone. Nobody's standing in the pocket just throwing the ball no more. So I believe they paid Mahomes off what he's done and him being the face of the NFL now is why they paid him that much money. I love it. And, and so what would you guys say to the individual who's listening to this podcast right now? And they're like, man, like, you know, I, I don't really listen to sports like that, but this is making good sense. And, you know, they're a person that's like, yo, I feel that I'm worth that much money. I feel that, you know, I have a gift, but I don't know what my gift is. What, 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 what would you say to that individual who's struggling with that right now? 
Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be proof in the pudding. It's even though even though he's he's done them, they pay him for what he's done. They also can see that he's able to go behind the scenes and put in the work previously. I mean, that was one of the reasons why he even got drafted by them because they was like, hey, we need somebody who is can break down the playbook, understands the playbook, not just an athlete, you know, be able to throw the ball. Like, so for someone that's listening, like this don't look at, you know, yes, you can tell yourself that's what you're worth, but is your actions when you wake up every day showing that's what you're worth? Is your value system that you have showing that's what I'm worth? Because I can say, hey, I'm worth a million dollars. And like you say, I got a McDonald's mindset. I can, but I have the ability to say it, but yet, like you said, I'm not putting in the work that I know I need to to be able to get that amount. And sometimes we gonna see if having that amount is, you know, like like I said, the the first mistake that he do, they don't make the playoffs or whatever. They're gonna be like, man, they shouldn't have gave him all that money. That was too much pressure. So sometimes the amount to some people, not all, to some people, can change the performance. On what you're doing and that's why you get those people they say that's a first time round pick they be like that's a bust like you can't straight out of high school and you skip the process not everybody can do that there's only a hand few that done it so i say everybody that's listening like understand that through anything being a millionaire being making that money knowing your value it still doesn't allow you to skip the process like you cannot skip the process because that's what you're going to enjoy most. I guarantee you, like Patrick Mahomes right now is, is, is in victory because not winning a championship, not, you know, it's, it's the stuff behind the scenes that we, we know nothing about. Like, you know, like in his prayer life when he wake up or, you know, how he's been putting in work from day one. Like we don't, we haven't seen that. All we see is what goes on on TV and those games and the comebacks and the throws but we don't see everything else behind the scenes. And I think they paid him that because also he could have been a baseball player. So, I mean, not even football. He could have went and played baseball, which, guess what? In baseball, that's where the money at. If anybody listening, people play baseball longer, less injuries. Hmm. That's what's up. I believe for all the ones that's listening, it's our job to unearth our gifts. Um, because there's a difference, man. You can be gifted and talented in a lot of things, but that may not be your purpose of life. And I think sometimes we use those interchangeably and we get those mixed up. And so, you know, your purpose, I really like to focus on the purpose aspect of it because even with Patrick Mahomes doing what he's doing, yes, he's gifted and he's talented, but he's also walking on his purpose. You know what I'm saying? He's fulfilling things um, and, and putting out things into the atmosphere and, and, and I believe that because he's doing that, he's prospering the way that he's prospering. And so I like to say this, man, a lot of people are gifted and good at many things, but they're a master of none of them. Because we spend a lot of time chasing gifts. We spend a lot of time displaying our gifts, but how much time do you lose not walking in your purpose? And so for those like, man, I don't know what my gift is. Everybody on this uh, podcast and this podcast and on, that's listening to the podcast, you have a gift. Again, it's our job to unearth that gift to see what that gift is, what God has given us to share with the world. But also within that gift, you're going to find your purpose as well. 
And your purpose is what, what your passion is. Like, what do you want to do? How do you want to affect change in the world? What can you contribute to the world that can change the mindset and transform an individual to be their best self? And whatever avenue you take to do that, that's your purpose in life because you will do it without even getting paid for it. And that's how you know what your purpose is and what you should be operating in. So I believe your gifts do make room for you. You know what I'm saying? You can be gifted, you can do a lot of great things, uh, but narrow down what that thing may be. Because you can be so good at so many things, you think you're supposed to be all over the place. And that's not how life works. I'm, I'm gifted a talent in a lot of areas of my life, and I've had people tell me, oh man, Corey, you're so gifted in so many different areas, you can do anything you want. You're right, but everything that I'm gifted in don't always bring me joy. Mm. I'm just good at doing it. Mm. So the thing that brings me joy is my purpose, and my purpose is helping transform lives to people so people can become their best self, so they can live better lives and, and, and uh, affect generations. Mm. And that's been making room for me. I'm a speaker. God gave me the gift to speak. I have the gift of gab. I can speak and I can do a lot with my voice. He gave me a great vernacular to use. And that's how I know what my gift is. And that's why I operate in it and I do so well with it. So does it, um, <clears throat> so for this somebody that, like you said, that point, right? What would you say to that individual? It's like, Corey, you know, I, that's that, that right there, Corey, right there. Like, how do I differentiate that kind of piece how do i know that you know whatever gift if i have five gifts i'm good at singing cooking dancing you know what i'm saying speaking which one because we all know you know um people who are super talented like chris brown dude can do anything <laughs> i mean anything bro so it's kind of like yo like Corey, like throw throw man throw 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 that meat on the stage bro like Hit them in the head real quick, like just so they can walk away with that clear picture and be like, oh, okay, got it. What, what would you say to that individual? So for that individual, this is what I would say. Yeah, you may be gifted a lot of things. Whoever listens, you may be gifted in a lot of things. But the things that you are gifted in, out of those gifts, what ones bring you the most joy? Hmm. I mean, which one would you do? Which one would you die for? Hmm. Which one would you say, I would do this and I would operate in this gift? Even if I didn't get paid for it, I would do it anyways. That's what you know what your true gift is, and that's the one that's gonna bring you the most success and money. Mm. Because you're willing to die for it. There ain't too many things people are willing to die for. That's right. And so when you sit back and you think about it, like I'm willing to die for speaking. If somebody took away my voice, ain't no point in me living. Mm. That's the way I express myself. That's the way I, I, I generate revenue for my family. Mm. And if I don't have that, then I'm, I'm purposeless in this life. Mm. so God gave me the gift of speaking I'm going to use that gift until I depart from this earth and so that's what I would say to you are you willing to die for your gift and would you do it if you wasn't getting paid for it mm. and that's how you understand and that's how you know yeah I'm good at this this that but I would die for this one. Mm. this is the one that brought me the most joy and the most success and I wasn't stressed about operating in this gift mm. that's how you know that's the one that's, that belongs to you that's good right there uh mr kwan what you got uh much like Corey just said you know i always tell people your gift is what comes easy to you what comes natural you know um i i gotta you know i, I can edit videos but i don't like to you know when i when i do <laughs> when i do designs like i i can stay on the computer for 
three, four, five, six hours just on there just doing stuff because I know that's my gift. And, you know, and that's one of the reasons that I love Cat because everybody thought his gift was to play football. Mm. They thought his gift was to play football, and it wasn't. That's why I love Maya Moore. They thought that Maya Moore's gift and purpose was to play basketball. Maya Moore said, yo, look, y'all can play. I'm going to go free these people out of jail. I mean, she she being the modern-day Harriet Tubman right now. So that's that's what I love. You know, when people when people put the label on you of what your gift is, you can't let you can't let anybody tell you what your gift is. But God, you have to get that get that calling from God. You know, you can tell anybody, yo, you got the you got the gift to write books. I don't really want to write books. So, like I said, that's the reason why I love it. You said it. You said it today, Coach, on your live. You was like, "Yo, you ain't the greatest, but you continue to show up." And I thought that was, I thought that was dope. Like that's one of your gifts is you. You feel like you're not dope, but the more you continue to show up, the more you get better. So, like I said, with with Cat, you know, everybody was like, "Yo, what Cat gonna do now? How he gonna get money?" His gift made room for him. Uh, what, somebody just gave him a show. I forgot which, uh, which company it was. Just gave him a show to talk about uh, injustice. I think it was Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it was Netflix. Yeah. So if Cap would have still been trying to ball out. Yeah. And, and I mean, granted, uh, he was still he's still trying to get in the NFL, but at the same time, he like, yo, the NFL playing football, that's fun. My gift is standing up for my people, standing mm-hmm. up for what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's had people pour into his life financially because of his gift. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is start. You know, on live today, you had a couple people ask you, yo, how do I write a book? <laughs> By starting. Mm-hmm. How do, how do I know how to operate in my gift? Figure it out what the gift is and then start operating in it. Mm. Man, that's heavy. I love I love how you are. Oh, go ahead, Willie. Man, I, I say this. To piggyback off Corey and Corn. Your gift is knowing when adversity hits to when you want to give up, you don't want to do it no more, and you feel like you at wit's end, and then in your gut feeling and something comes over you to say, you can't, and even though you know you can't, you show up in spite of, that's when you know at that very moment this is something that you should be doing. And I'm saying that because all of us, all of us have been tried and had patience beyond our own patience. Like all of us at some point wanted to give up in speaking, give up in doing whatever our gift was. Like when you're ready to give up on the one thing that you know that even if you do it for free, that's when you know without a doubt 
I mean, without a doubt. Like you said, Will, you've been doing this for years. Corey been doing this for years. I mean, put, putting both of y'all together compared to me and Quan, like that's that alone. And for you to do it for that many years says something about how unique and powerful that thing is that's called the gift because you didn't give up on it. Like, think about it. You was like, Corey been doing this since he was what, 15, 14? And he didn't give up. Come on, man. Like you've been doing that for for over a decade, for as for and and now you're getting the bear of of the seed that you so like, come on man, mm. and that's 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 got to be something that's deeper than anything than you. I mean, it's it's deeper than your patience that you didn't know that you even had because you kept going to it even though adversity kept punching in your mouth, mm. even though the outcome wasn't what it, you wanted it to be. I, I still, I, I can hear your speech, Will, when you went and spoke and just spoke from the heart. And them people came up to you and was like, man, you have no idea how you just changed my life. I can imagine Corey's first speech and people coming up to him. And it's not about the people that came up to you. It's the fact that you said something without even a response, waiting on people to give you mm. the response. Mm. You just did it. And because you did it, it's like, okay, you stepped out on faith to say, hey, if this is for me, like, you remember my prayer? My prayer was like, God, this ain't, this is not my purpose. Shut it down. Don't let me meet nobody. If like, 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 just shut it down. Hmm. And what he did, I met Will, I met Cor, I met Montre. I'm like, wait a minute. If this, if this is for me, I don't supposed to meet people like that, that can make things happen and, and iron sharpen iron to me to get on the level that I'm on. Hmm. So it's, it's through those moments, that's when you see and you know without a shadow of a doubt, it's through the adversity times when you want to give up and you and you continue not to and you still keep doing it. And they say you keep doing the same thing and you're getting a different result or the same result. That's insanity. But the thing is, we wasn't getting the same result. We was getting different results because we didn't despise small beginnings. Mm. So don't despise small beginnings when you're starting something that you feel like you want to give up on. That's that's how you know it's your gift because you want to give up on it. When you're losing weight, you want to give up on it. That's why you know you're supposed to be losing weight because it hurts. When you're, when you're growing in, in the speaking industry and you don't know everything about it, it's going to hurt sometimes because you're going to lose some people because you're like, man, I, I didn't know that person was going to backstab me. Guess what? In that business, it happens. I didn't know people were always going to look for the hookup. Guess what? You need to learn that because you've been giving everybody your gift for free. So now it's time to get paid. Hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't be where we are today because we'd have been just giving it out to everybody. Yeah. So that's when, that's when you know it's, it's a true passion and gift of yours when you overcome that adversity. And like Icky said it best, like when opposition keep going even though what you wanted to do has <laughs> is gone. It's gone. Like you can see you can see every day and what it can do and what we do like the sacrifices we make. Like that that didn't start when we just yesterday. Like we've been doing this. We've been sacrificing early mornings and late nights. 
to for other people it look easy, but they they don't know anything behind the behind the scenes. Well, I got to cook, I got to clean, I got to take care of the kids, I got to go do this, I got to do that. And when I when it's time for the lights to be on, I'm gonna hit it because I've been studying. Hmm. So for anybody that's listening, it's when adversity hits and that time you want to give up. That's when you know it's really for you because you didn't give up. It's something. It's something in you that keeps pushing you to keep going. And you don't even know why, but you keep doing it. I'll say that I'll say this too. Um, you know, when you when you figure out what your gift is, study somebody that does that gift better than you. Um, you look at uh Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. How is Aaron Rodgers able to Brett Favre for five, six years before he got to play. Yep. Willie, you said it earlier. Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith for three to four years before he got to play. Mm. Yeah. Kobe Bryant studied Michael Jordan. <laughs> Study the people that operate in the same gift. That, now, like I, you said all the time, Coach Wood, just because their sauce helped them, that don't mean it's going to help you. But you can take different things from it plug it in and help operate in your gift. Uh, yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> this is a, it's a good topic because, I mean, there's a lot of people out there, man. And uh, I know you guys probably get asked that question, like, how do you identify your gifts? How do you identify your purpose, your passion? You know, um, I'm so good at so many things. And um, <clears throat> a lot of times people mistake me for a speaker. You know what I'm saying, Corey, bro? Like, I'm not a speaker, man. I'm a world changer. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference, man. I came here to change lives. You know what I'm saying? Speaking is just, you know, a, a gift that God has given me to utilize. But I'm a world changer. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's just the gift of communication, you know, and being able to do those things. So I would say to you, man, if you're listening to this right now, you're like, yo, Corey, thank you. <clears throat> Willie, thank you. Shaquan, thank you. Um, I would say to you, if every day that you wake up, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but if every day that you wake up and you feel that, you know, hey, uh, I need to hit the alarm clock over and over and over again. What I would say to you is that I need you to start finding something that's greater than that alarm clock. And the reason why that I say that is because, you know, every single day that we're blessed with life, we're afforded, we're, we're, we're given another opportunity to wake up and do something in the capacity of the gift that we've been given. And, you know, I know for sure that, you know, God has not given us time to sleep, but he's given us time to utilize his time that he's given us to go out here and do something in the capacity of the gift. So, you know, uh, Shaquan said it, you know, your gift, it's, you know, it's what's easy to you and hard for others. I, I, I cannot get in the booth and rap, even when I used to think about being a rapper. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> you know, my rap name used to be, bro, Will Nasty, bro. <laughs> I promise you, bro. <laughs> hey, and I was trying to copy. And I was trying to copy. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. I was trying to copy. Uh, my Twitter name was Will Nasty. It was crazy, bro. It was out of control. Man, listen. But my mindset was the ladies. My mindset was trying to copy Tiger. I love banging beats. Tiger had fire beats. So I'm trying to get up in there. I'm just trying to, you know, you know, make a, a mixtape off of Rack City. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it wasn't working for me. And everybody was like... And it's crazy because people were lying to me. I know they were like, well, this joint is fire. 
I'm like, bro, you lying. You know this is trash. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, that's definitely – yes, sir, Corey. Um, so that's definitely um, one of the things that I would definitely say, man. You know, it's just identifying that gift. It's just something that comes supernatural to you because it was hard for me. I'm for, if you have to force to do something, that's not your gift. But if you have the mindset that says, man, this is easy, bro. I promise you, this what we're doing, we can do this all day, every day. We can speak for another whole four hours because this is what we do. We, we've been born with the gift of communication. You know what I'm saying? And not too many people are blessed with that. So, um, yeah, you good, Willie. Um, <clears throat> so it's just one of those things that we have to have that mindset that just says, yo, you know, your gift is what comes easy to you and hard for others. But most importantly, if you have to continue to hit the alarm clock, that means you're not living for something greater than the alarm clock. So something has to trigger in your mind and say, you know what? I can't afford to hit the alarm clock a second time. There's something that I'm supposed to be doing in the way that God has called me to do it. Remember, the time that you're given every single day is not your time. It's God has given you the time to go implement and go use your gift. So that's what I would say to the people who are listening. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's good, bro. That's real. And, and to piggyback off that, I don't want people that's listening I know you said something that was that was key, Will. You said your gift is, is easy to you and hard for others. And when he mean easy, he's not meaning the work is going to be easy. He's saying the gift comes to you. So, like, if you a person that like poetry, meaning when it comes to you, it comes to you so easy to where as soon as you start writing or open your mouth, it just comes out fluently. Like, without even thinking, you be, I mean, when somebody be like, how you did that? Like, you can't even explain it. So I'm going to give you an example. Like, I have a gift of playing the drums. I can't read music, but I can play the drums because it's a feel. I've been doing it since I was three years old. So the fact that my daughter came to me and was like, daddy, teach me how to play the drums. I could not teach her how to play a gift because then if I teach her my gift, listen to this, if I teach her my gift, it's not a gift. It's a talent when she learns it. <laughs> There's a difference. I'm teaching her. It's a gift to me, but it's a talent to her because she wants to learn how to do something that she wasn't just gifted to do. I hope y'all catching that. Mm. It's just like people come in the wheel and say, hey, I want to be a speaker. Like, He's changing lives. So yes, I can give you the fun, the foundations, but you no longer become a gift. It's listen, it's mm. no longer a gift. You are you are learning a talent. Mm. And that's why if it don't come easy, you will burn out because that's not something you're supposed to be doing. That's right. How I know that my daughter, as soon as I taught her the gift, she was like, Oh, this is this is not easy. To me, it is because I can pick up sticks and just go. I can just go because why? I'm gifted. So what's funny was she can draw. So I told her, I said, hey, teach me how to draw. Because to her, she can get a pencil and just go. I can't do that. My mind still sees stick people while she over there drawing Picassos. Yeah. <laughs> like, because it come easy to her. And she like, well, Dad, I don't see how you can't draw. I'm like, baby, this is your gift. This is you. Like, you're teaching me your gift, but it becomes a talent. 
So that's so when Will says what's come easy, that's what he means, like things that come to you easy. Like just on the top of your dome, like when people rap, it comes on top of their dome. They put metaphors, make it sound like all that. When you start drawing, you start editing, when you read a book, how all that when you when somebody who's good with numbers, y'all know you can tell them, hey, what's what's a thousand times a million? They just give it to you like that, that's a gift. That's, that's right. But they ain't using their fingers and their toes, like when they divide the two. No, nah, that's a gift, bro. <laughs> that's a gift. That's facts. So, so that's what he means when it comes easy and it's hard to others. Because even though it comes easy, you're still going to work at it, even though it came easy. But it still wouldn't be a talent, it's a gift. So that's why I want to just make sure I didn't want people to just take your words and be like, well, he said it come easy. You, no. <laughs> that's what Will said. You're ready to blame somebody. Hey, and that's the thing too, man. Like when you have a gift, you have to work twice as hard to keep the gift. You feel what I'm saying? And like people look at what Pat Mahomes got paid. He signed the contract and got right back to work. <laughs> and then he said to the people who were interviewing him, he said, I'm not satisfied. I still got rings I need to collect. I'm like, man, the mindset, even with Brady, like you look at Brady, right? They asked him, Brady, you know, um, you know, are you happy with the Super Bowl? He said, uh, my favorite ring is my next ring. You see what I'm saying? So when you have a gift, it's not good enough just to have a gift because people have this mentality where it's just like Tim Grover said it best, the person who trained Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, and Kobe Bryant. He said, people say work harder, you know, work smarter and don't work harder. He said, that's a dang lie. He said, you have to use both. You have to work harder and you have to work smarter. You don't, you don't pick and choose which one you want. Both of them are like cousins. Both of them are like best friends. Both of them are like a husband and wife. You need the both together. So what I'm telling y'all is that, yeah, you have a gift, but you're going to have to continue to exercise that gift because the more you exercise that gift, the greater the level, the level of the anointing will be upon the gift. You see what I'm saying? So when you look at, you know, the, the crushing of Christ, when Christ was getting crushed, that represents the olive. And what I want to say to y'all is that many of y'all want the, God, man, you know what I'm about to say. Many, Come on. <laughs> and Come on. Many of y'all just want to be the olive, but you don't want to be, mm. you want the anointing, but you don't want to get crushed. You can't have mm. and not get crushed. It don't work like that. You have to pick, you have to pick the crushing because here's the thing. If Willie never went to jail, he would have never had the level of anointing that he had. There was a reason why he went to jail. There's a reason why he did time. There's a reason why he got the GED. There's a reason why he went to college. Every single level of crushing, you think it's just supposed to be getting crushed one time. I don't know who lied to you. <laughs> Jesus got crushed getting whipped 39 times. He got crushed carrying the cross. He got crushed being put on the cross. So oh. every single level of pain helps you to level up an anointing. And you can't say you want that like Shaquan, you said it before, like, same thing with um, Floor General. People are like, I want to learn how to speak like him. Oh, so you must want to deal with depression. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you must want to deal with suicide. <laughs> See, they want the gift, but they don't want the crushing that comes along with the gift. You, you can't say you want the oil and not going to get crushed. That's it. I ain't even saying it, man. Oh, man. man Y'all don't get us started. Don't, hey, don't, don't get, get us started. <laughs> don't get us started. We'll go there if we need nah, to. That's, that's fact. That's fact. 
Hey, that's it. We we yeah. <laughs> We don't. Uh, unless, <laughs> to unless you continue. To be continued. Boy, they gonna get us started. Hey, bro. You know what it is. Once we get started, it's a wrap. Bro. Hey, so, uh, who had the uh, legacy gym last week? Me. Okay. So, Willie, it's your turn, bro. Wow. Wow. <sighs> legacy gym. Let's see. I got one. Are you talking about the question? Everybody that's listening, when you go through the walk of life, don't look at everything as an obstacle. Because it's is all it is, is part of the path. And I'm saying that because you have the ability to do whatever it takes to jump over, to go through, to go around it, to go under it. You have, you, you have the ability to do whatever it takes to go through what you see as an obstacle when it's just part of the path. Mm. Yeah, all it is is part of the path. So mm. every chance that you get that we wake up, Understand, it's not an obstacle. It's just part of the path because the path is already provided for you because God orders your steps. Mm. Hey, <laughs> o'clock, the roster fire. Bro, I think if we would have stayed on here any longer. This laptop and all our phones. Hey, shit. look, look, somebody don't get it. <laughs> hey, so. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate y'all tuning in each and every single week. We love y'all. Also, um, we have sponsors. Sponsor um, slots open. I know a lot of y'all are probably interested. Send us the word legacy. You know what I'm saying? You can send the word legacy to info live to be remembered.com. Again, that's the info live to be remembered.com. You want to be a sponsor, sponsor the podcast. We appreciate it. If not, it's okay. We're still going to get this work, and we're going to continue to grind until we get them. So again, it's the spot letting you know. Don't live just to exist. Live to be remembered. Peace.